Williams, Corso, and Catone. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso, Catone is here, Joe is in the booth, and you're watching us on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you podcast. And hey, uh, give us a call, heated hotline, 855-313-PATS. Leave us a message 24-7. You know the drill, right, Mark? Have a take. They need to have, have a take. To have right, a take. Have, have a take. take. Joe's going to, yeah, Joe's going to pick the one he likes, and uh, I want that one to be yours. So. 855-313-7287. Hey, we got a real busy, busy show today. Weekly Rewind. Costly quarterbacks. Going to be talking about that. You don't know what that is? Stick around because you're going to know. And, of course, we hear from one of you in that heated hotline. And Catone's comments. You never want to miss that. Uh, he tells me uh, it's something very interesting today. So we'll, 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 we'll get to that later on in the show. And in Pat's preview, defense wins championships. We're going to be talking linebackers, defensive backs, so stick around for that. But, hey, before we get to that, it's been a crazy week in the NFL. A lot of quarterback movement, costly quarterbacks. And we want to talk about that first today in Weekly Rewind. Joe, let's have it. I'm going back, back, going back through the week. About a weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. So costly quarterbacks, Mark. It's been a nut house of a week in the NFL, oh. right? Yeah, and I it's mean, only going to get crazier, Chris, because free agency is. actually starts officially. I mean, I think the tampering period is what this weekend, maybe, but it's free agent frenzy week. Free agent frenzy. It starts on the fifteenth, which is next yep. Wednesday, and I think a couple of days before the thirteenth or so. Couple days before you when... can start tampering, yeah. Yeah, so, and we're going to talk about that all next week, so make sure you come back next week, too, because we're going to have our free agent frenzy show. But this week has been nuts, too, with all the quarterbacks. Um, and, Joe, I love the title today because costly quarterbacks, <laughs> that's completely apropos. So, okay, looking at the NFL, looking at what's going down this week, I, I need to get your take. I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Some of the Some of the crazy contracts that have been given out, I don't know if the numbers are nuts, as much as who they're giving it to is, is maybe more the issue. So let's talk about three of them. All right. right. You got Daniel Jones for the giants who uh, they extended him four years, 160 million. Yes. 160 million. Um, And I think what a hundred of that's guaranteed or some crazy thing like that. Something Um, crazy like that. Yeah. Geno Smith, Geno Smith, the doormat. Hall of Famer. He's a Hall Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. The doormat of the former New York Jets doormat. Is getting three three years, one hundred and five million. Okay, and you got Derek Carr. All right, who's getting four years from from uh, uh, Saints? Right, Saints, Saints, Saints. Saints are giving him four years at one hundred and fifty million dollars, and I forget how much of that is guaranteed. There's a lot of that guaranteed too for the guy that you. uh, So okay, (laughs) what's your reaction to that? Well, my reaction to that, Chris, is that is listen. And that's a position, Chris, where that's real money, right? So when you're when you're saying, oh, 100 million guaranteed, listen, 
That's real money. Quarterbacks, we've talked about this in the past. The salary cap is a joke. It's made up. It's all this. It, it, you know, we can talk about the salary cap for a half hour. But quarterback money is real money. So these guys, Chris, are getting real money. And they're average quarterbacks. So what does that mean? That means the ceiling on these salaries are going higher and higher. What happens when you got to extend Burrow? And you got to extend Lawrence. What are those salaries? What are the guy from the Chargers? What's his name? Hebert. What are those contracts going to look like, Chris? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Allen already has. So, I mean, but you, and then you, you know, who knows what Mac Jones is going to be, but he's going to be in that class. Fields is going to be in that class. And once so these guys giving, start signing, giving, you don't think Mahomes is going to say, now I'm renegotiating? Yeah. What's this about? I'm not, I'm not sticking to this deal. Uh, again, it, Daniel Jones, that's the perfect example because to me, yeah, I think he's an average. I don't, you know, I think he's a good year. You know, he's probably Mac Jones. He's probably Mac Jones with better legs. Yep. You know, I mean, and so you want to give this guy. So the numbers, I get it. They, you know, by the time, because it's really a two year deal because of the guarantee. It's really a two year deal. Yeah. But. And by the time this comes around, the the salary salary cap will be about three hundred million. But again, the salary cap, it, it's about the real dollars coming out of the pocket it's and the guaranteed dollars. money. So I just don't think, I don't really care about the numbers so much because I think it's all crap anyway. But it's the people, it's the players you're giving this to, Mark. Daniel Jones is not a great quarterback. He's just he's not. He's an average no. guy. He, to me, he's what middle of the pack to lower. Chris, that's Chris. But okay, we're talking about Daniel Jones. What about Geno Smith? <laughs> Geno Smith. I mean, God bless him. He got his money and, and he's been in the league a long time. Oh my God. That's a, this guy's a career backup quarterback. What's he averaging? $30 million a year? Yeah, it's like 33, 35, some something like that. I mean, and then which I get it. it, it it's a lower number for a quarterback these days. But, but, $30 million. Uh, but Chris, Baltimore won't pay Jackson. What's well, that about? I, 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 we'll get to that in a second. But he, he, listen, so with these guys, and I don't really want to talk Derek Carr because I think the Saints. He won a Super Bowl, they, didn't he? I think they're nuts. I think they're nuts. I mean, they, they, look, I don't know what the Saints are picking. I'd have to look, but they could probably get a quarterback in this draft. Oh yeah, probably, know? probably. So I'm well, just you wondering trade why you want. Yeah, but I'm wondering why you want to give Derek Carr 150. Look, you put Derek Carr behind a Ferrari last year, and he crashed it. He totaled it, totaled the car, Mark. You had Adams. You had uh, the, the the tight end. You had Renfro. Cracked it. A good OC, a good offensive coach, a pretty good defense, and you just completely demolished that vehicle. Right? Yep. Right? And now what? McDaniels wanted nothing to do with him. And that's what I was just going to say, Chris. McDaniels is known for working with quarterbacks and making them, you know, better. Look, his first year of Mac Jones, look what Mac Jones did. He wanted nothing to do with Carr. So you're right. What does that tell you? And the Saints go give him $40 million a year? Right. Which tells me then that, you know, just relating it to New England real quick, that Mac Jones, he's probably going to stick around, right, on the rookie deal? They're not going to run that. What are you gonna go you, out you, and buy you? You didn't craft is spending forty million on a quarterback. He's so goddamn cheap. This kid will be on his rookie deal. That's for damn sure. I don't care right. if he can't throw the ball ten yards. 
he'll be on his rookie deal because they don't want to pay. Right. Because the only other person you're going to go out and get is is Garoppolo, and he's going to demand more money than these guys because well, this guy's going to Especially now that he's seeing these salaries, Chris, what do you think Garoppolo's going to ask for? At least Garoppolo right. took a team to a Super Bowl. I, this pretty much in, ensures that Mac Jones plays out this rookie deal, or at least four, the four years, you know? And my, when we yep, start talking absolutely. lead up to absolutely. the draft and everything, Mark and I have a perfect plan as to what to do with quarterbacks Chris, at that Tennessee quarterback. Interestingly enough, you talk about um, Jones playing out at least the four years of his rookie contract. Interestingly enough, Miami just picked up the fifth year on tour. Uh, so two things. They got a bargain because the fifth year is only $23.5 million because of the way the structure is set up for a rookie quarterback. So they're only paying $23 million. You're giving, uh, you know, Jones $35 million. So they got a bargain picking up the fifth year. Second thing it yeah. tells you, second thing it tells you, and there's been all kind of rumors out there this week, Tom Brady's not going to Miami because you're not picking up the fifth year on tour if, if if you're bringing in Brady for a year or two. So so put that to sleep, please. That's not happening. I'm sick of listening to it. But they were smart. That's cheap money, $23 million, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, again, and, and, and look, the only way Brady comes back, in my opinion, is if it hits August and – Two was hurt. Something happens because yeah. I don't know what the custody issue is there with the with the divorce and everything. But I don't yeah. think he, you know, I don't think it's going to be easy to leave leave Florida, you know, and still no. and see your kids and have them come to you and all that crap. So yeah. no, I think Brady's done too, and I think he filed his papers too. That's something that nobody else has talked about. I think he actually filed his papers with the league, which means okay, done. He's done. Yeah, he's you done. know. So we'll see about that. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that. But the other two things are. Lamar Jackson and uh, talk about Rogers for a minute. How about the New York Jets? How about the New York Jets getting on their private plane, going out to, to him, going out to California to meet with Rogers? I don't know what the result of that meeting was. I haven't heard yet, but I don't think they flew back with him. They didn't fly back with him, and he hasn't made a decision yet. It, it, when they came back, Chris, it seemed like something was kind of imminent. Nothing's happened. Listen, this is all a ploy with him. He's playing mind games with Green Bay. He ain't going. If he wants, if he agrees to go to the Jets, that dumps the fire. Then he's really got rocks in his head. He needs to spend another week in a dark room if he wants to go play with Woody Johnson. But I know you personally. You want him to come to the Jets. Tell us why you want him to come to the Jets. And I want and Brady to go to Miami. Oh, I do. Why? I do. Why? Tell us why. Because, because that puts you in purgatory for the next 10 years. Look, if you decide, if you're the New York Jets and you figure, hey, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers and we're going to pay all kinds of things to, you know, to give up draft picks for Green Bay and all that. Great. Good. What's he going to give you? A couple of years of miserable... What do you think, like you say, what do you think New York's media are going to do to that guy? He's He, he already has control of the team anyway, that, given the fact that they made them come to him and that he didn't go back with them. That means, sorry, guys, I'm controlling your team now too. So go ahead and do it. I don't think they're going to be any better. They're still looking up at three or four other teams before they can even sniff the Super Bowl. So good luck there. And with Miami, go ahead. Go get Tom Brady for a year. Piss two off. Let him go away now. And now what are you going to do for a quarterback? What are you going to do for a quarterback after next year when Brady goes? Because I'm telling you, I don't think he would be the the, the fourth best quarterback in the conference, let alone the first. I don't care who you even with. Those, even with those weapons? Nope. Because I, I know what you're saying about the injuries with Tampa last year. 
you know, they ever played together for only but seven games. But still, you he had he had weapons on Tampa. He did. He played in the worst division of football, the worst conference, and he still yeah. couldn't couldn't go eight and eight. So you're gonna look okay. up at Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, maybe Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what no, Watson's right. gonna be like? So bring him in, bring him in. Be great for the show. And Lamar Jackson, Mark. Um, what's happened with this guy? I mean, they, he's representing himself. They put the restricted uh, free agency tag on him, which means now you can make a deal with him as another team. And if uh, Baltimore doesn't match it, you owe them two first-round picks. And nobody's talking to him, Mark. Why? No, no team is brought. Well, there's got to be a little collusion going on there, Chris. Like I don't understand. No other team wants him. We can't, listen, everybody needs a quarterback, Chris. Most teams need a good quarterback that can take you to the Super Bowl, and no one's talking to him. And it was really interesting, like that they put that that restricted on him, so he could negotiate. It was almost like, yeah, we'll put the restricted on you because none of us, n- none of the other owners are gonna go grab you. It was almost like Baltimore knew they they come to get you. Which shows it's very strange that there's no rumors of anybody reaching out to him, Chris. How is that possible? He's a Pro Bowl quarterback, MVP. I know we're not crazy about Lamar Jackson. I get that. But the buzz around the league, they think he's an MVP-type quarterback. How are you not reaching out to him? It'll well, only cost the- you two picks. It'll cost you two first two picks, two first-round picks. But if you think he's the franchise, well, go ahead. Give him up. The picks. They're colluding because of the precedent that it sets. Yeah. My, Cleveland was so stupid. What Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson was so dumb, giving him $200 million guaranteed or 230 guaranteed. Now Lamar Jackson saying, no, screw him. He's not even the best quarterback in our division. I want guaranteed money. The owners yeah. got together and said, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not going to stop this. We're not going to, we're going to stop this train before it even leaves the building. And we're, we're, we're going to get together. We're not meeting with this guy because we're not giving him $200 million. Period. Thing, Certainly, Kraft's not going to do it. And the other thing, Chris, is he really shouldn't have represented himself. He should have gotten a real experienced agent, somebody like uh, who the heck's the guy that uh, he represents all these big Rosenhaus guys? What the heck? And stuff. Rosenhaus. He should have gotten somebody like Rosenhaus, right? Who 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 has a relationship with all these teams? He can pick a phone up and say, "Hey, let's try to make a deal work here," right? I mean, he don't have uh, those connections. You know, yeah. as, as representing himself, he's kind of hurting himself doing that, Chris. No, he is. And the other thing about the the quarterback himself, okay, as as a player, you know, the fact that he's been hurt a couple of years. And I'm going to give Mark, I'm going to give you props on this. And, and I know we're over, but I want you to comment on this. Because a lot of people saying, should New England be in on this? Two first-round pick, who cares? You can get Lamar, Lamar Jackson for the 14th pick, basically, this year. And who cares about the pick in the 20s next year? The hell with it. Give the two picks. Mark. He's, I don't think he's worth it. Mark Catone has been saying since since he went to the Pro Bowl and in the Skills Challenge, what three years ago was that? Yeah. That yeah. this guy can't throw a football. Mark, is he is is this guy worth? No, two, no. Two picks? Plus, Chris, he, number one, I don't think he's got the arm. I don't think he's he's he's. I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback, right? And like you said, Chris, because of his playing style. <clears throat> His body is getting is breaking down sooner than guys like Michael Vick and those types of guys. Those guys at least put together a string of seasons before their body started breaking down. This guy already seems to be hurt every year. It, it, the style that he plays, Chris, that's only going to continue. He's never right. going to be a pocket passer. I don't care how much you try to make him a pocket passer. He don't have the arm strength, Chris. Yeah, and, and to answer the question, if of- anybody watched that skills competition. 
that we watched. Yeah, I called you brutal. on the phone and said, oh, my God, this kid's – how was th- how are they going to give this kid any money? Are you kidding me? It was brutal how weak his arms. Yeah, and, 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 and we said it three years ago. This kid can't throw the football to the edges, okay? He's not going to get this team over the top, and Hobball knows it. He knew it. He knew it, and Listen, that's why Baltimore did what they did because they know what they got. I was just going to say that, Chris, there. right? If 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 Harbaugh said this is the, this kid, we'll win three Super Bowls with this kid. You don't think they give him fifty million a year? Of course a- they would. Absolutely. Of course he they would. It. So no, New England shouldn't be in on him. No, absolutely not. Forget the guaranteed issue of the money. They shouldn't be in on him. And yeah, Mac Jones is pretty much staying put. Everybody, they're going to ride that rookie deal as long as they possibly can. So we'll see what happens in the coming weeks with free agency. But Weekly Rewind was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. Hey, when we come back, I want to hear from one of you in the nation in Heated Hotline. Stick around. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years' experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso Ancatone, the real deal, New England feel. Hey, we always love to hear from one of you in Heated Hotline. Joe, let's do that now. He sounds like he's in, you know what he sounds like? He sounds like a PA announcer for one of the teams, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, at guard, at, this is how he sounded, Joe. Yeah. You know these people, they have shit to do. They got places to be. They can't be stopping to make a phone call. But I thought it was a good uh, segment to talk about the Celtics, see where they're at. Yeah, yeah you know I like what? It. it. It is. Um, and it's a great point that he brings up, Mark. I mean, what the hell's going on? What's happening with, with internally with this team? Because I still think they're the most talented team in the NBA. I really do. They from are, top Chris, to bottom. They, they what are, the hell's Chris, happening? But, but I'm going to tell you. So a couple of things. I don't know if it was last week or the week before when we were talking about the Celtics. It might have been last week. And you were critiquing the Celtics, and you said that they're going to do they're going to do more passing, moving of the ball. More of what they did last year, you said they're taking too many threes, right? You said they're dependent on the threes, right? Well, they have no other way to score. They, they have to figure out another way if, the, if it's a if it's a. And make you miss. said that, like, and you said that last week. Yeah. Then this week, Missoula, the other night when they lost, says mm-hmm. we're gonna shoot more threes. What? He actually said in his post game press comment, "Well, we're gonna shoot more threes." Well, that's a problem. 
when the coach is saying we're going to shoot more threes because you live and die by the three. I'm going to tell you something, and I know you think I'm crazy. Game seven, Milwaukee, you're living and dying by the three. It's going to come back to haunt you. And you're going to, Joe, mock it down. Catone said it. It's going to haunt you. Chris, they got to figure out a way to score as you, you, I give Chris credit. He's been on this for three weeks. He keeps saying they gotta find a different way to score. And if they don't, Chris, they're gonna end up in a problem. And that's on Missoula. As the coach, you gotta come up with something to get this team to do things a little differently. And that's what I'm gonna give Udoka credit for last year, Chris. Going down the stretch, Udoka pushed the right buttons and made the right moves. Missoula's gonna prove he can do that because right now, Chris, come fourth quarter. He don't know what buttons to push. It's not working. I hate to say what I'm about to say because it, it makes me sick in every other sport. Analytics have now reared their ugly head in the NBA. And yeah, that's what this is. That's what this is. I'm, I'm, I'm starting low because I feel I anticipate me going higher and higher and higher here. You know, analytics have reared their ugly heads. Look, they're not the only team, okay, that's living and dying on the three-point. Joe Missoula wants him to shoot more three points. They show 57 in one game. He wants him to shoot more. Why? Because he's now starting to play that stupid analytics game where it says the more three-pointers we throw up, just by sheer percentages, we're going to score more points. Because if we shoot 25, 30, if we shoot 30% from three-point land, then that's yeah, worth more 80, than a two-point shot, yeah, right? You take 80 instead of 50, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this is the thought process. This is the mentality. And, it, and he's not alone. It's around the league. Even Milwaukee does the same thing. Their three-point shots are up, too. So this is what's happening. And so what the Celtics have become, and like a lot of teams, the mid-range game is gone. Gone. You don't see 15-footers anymore. You don't – they're gone. And you know what? It's Jalen Brown has such a beautiful mid-range game, and you don't see it. You don't see it anymore. It doesn't happen. You know what Missoula said the other night? He said, you know, it's funny because I keep hearing you guys talk about three-pointers and we miss a lot of three-pointers, but no one talks about the two-point, the layups that we miss because we missed 10 layups tonight. Nobody ever talks about that. Nobody asks why we're missing layups. He said, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter where you shoot from. It's just because it's just because you're closer to the basket doesn't make it easier to make a, to make a basket than it does from three-point land. Are you crazy? Is he nuts? What is wrong with that? I sound like you. Is he nuts, Mark? What the hell is he talking about? Chris, that's the nature of the game. It's changed, Chris. Now I'm going to be the. It's harder to make. It's harder to make a three-point. It's not. It's harder to make a three-point in a layup. A layup. A layup. Make a layup. Joe, I'm going to be the calm one, Joe. Joe, I'm going to have to calm him down. Yeah, very exciting. We don't get excited on this show. You're going to be like me, very calm, very steady, very steady. Yeah. <laughs> so, listen, Chris, the layup, okay, listen, okay, maybe that one game, he wants to use that. Maybe in one game you missed layups. Okay, I get it. But if you can, if you can get those layups game after game after game, he's full of shit. Because your percentage of layups being hit, that was an anomaly that they missed all those layups. But if you can continue to get those looks, Chris, you're going to hit more layups than you are a three-pointer. Three it's gotten so bad, Chris, that even the fast break is no longer part of the game. Teams used to get out on the break, Chris, go to the basket, finish with a dunk. Now they get out on a break, Chris, 
they get towards the paint, they look back for a trailer, they kick, right. and the trailer takes the three. So you're not even going to the rim and finishing on a fast break anymore. Remember in the 80s, the Showtime Lakers used to play the Celtics right. with Magic Johnson and, and, and Norm Nixon, and, and they used to come, they used to drive Norm the Norm Nixon! Right? Yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Wilkes, those guys, remember? But they don't, they don't, nobody plays that kind of basketball anymore, Chris. Right? No. Everything is kick, drive, kick, kick, kick. You absolutely pull right. up. Yep. It's not just the Celtics, but when Missoula makes a comment like that, Chris, to me, I question whether or not he's going to be. And, and again, I keep saying this. He's going to have to prove me wrong, Chris, because I'm, I'm really starting to move myself now to the other side a little bit. The more and more I hear him talk, Chris, I begin to question whether he's going to pull and push the right buttons come playoff time, Chris that you're going to have to, to – the playoffs in the NBA is a grind, right? And to make it all the way through to the finals and win it, it's going to be a grind. And you're going to have to push the right buttons in certain games to get you there. The way he's talking, Chris, I just don't know if he's experienced enough to do that. I, I, I'm getting – I'm starting yeah. to get increasingly nervous. I know they got the most talent in the league, Chris, but I'm starting to get nervous now. Just, it, it, look, it just seems like a disheveled, disorganized mess right now, a little bit, it, it, to me, you know? And he's not, he's irritating me because of his demeanor. I don't like his demeanor lately, or at all, at, at this point. First of all, so, you're not Bill Belichick, number one. You're not Bill Belichick. Oh, so of course shit. he has to bring up Belichick, because so, you're so, all no, over no, no. Belichick. You've been, you love Belichick. You know what? You, you know what? No matter what Belichick does, it always comes back to Belichick. Oh, my God. No matter what. No, but you know what? No, listen, you know what? No, I don't want to cross sports, but here's the thing, okay? Oh. You, you can't get – leave the media alone, Joe. Leave the media alone. <laughs> Not you, Joe. Missoula. Leave him alone. Leave Abby Chin alone. What the hell did she do to you that you're such a jerk to her in the post games? okay? I'm talking to guys like, you, you you use that word a lot, says to a guy. You use that word a lot, whatever he said, you know. Uh, calm, calm. No, 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 but you know what, Mark? It's pissing me off. Like, in other words, the Celtics fans and the Celtics nation want to know, Joe, why is it, why is it that this team falls, fails, and dies in the fourth quarter? Why is it that there's not somebody on this team that's getting in anybody's face? Why is it that somebody on this team so, isn't, isn't upset so calling Chris, people out? So, Chris, I want to take and why are you I, doing I, it, Joe? So, Chris, wait a minute. I want to take what you just said and bring it back to the caller because we went off the rails a little bit, but going circling back to the caller, the caller said, who's going to step up and be a leader. That's what the call. That's what the caller said. Yeah. And he's right. Who's going to step up and be a leader on that floor. Isn't that Tatum's job? You want to be the, the alpha male is, is it, you're the number you're, you're an MVP is him Brown. Somebody, the caller is a hundred percent, right? Chris, somebody's got to step up and be a leader. If it's not going to be Missoula, who's it going to be? What? Who's going to pull the team together and have a players-only meeting and say, listen, we got to get our goddamn heads out of our ass in the fourth quarter? Who's going to become that leader? I don't know if they cut that guy in the locker room, Chris. And if well, they don't, that's a problem. It is a problem. And, and Smart was, you know, Smart always considers himself a leader in his team. He's not doing it. And the problem is when no. you got your coach coming out in press conferences saying, that's part of it. That's part of the game. If we have to lose, then that means we need to lose. What the hell are you talking about? If we have to lose, that means we need to lose? Joe, fix the problem. What that tells me, Joe Mazzula, is that you're over your friggin' head. 
Okay, this thing's going off the rails at the end of games, and you don't know how to rear it back because you're their friends instead of their coach. This Jalen Brown shouldn't be playing 90 minutes between two games. That's absurd. And you could see him in that game, that back-to-back game. He's crawling out there in the fourth quarter. He's trying his best. He, you cut, you have to sit him down. You got to. And and guys don't know what the lineup is. Nobody really knows what their role is right now. It seems very confusing as to who's doing what. When you know how you're doing your how you're shuffling those point guards. And this jackass is in press conferences saying that's all part of it. It's part of the journey. What journey? There's 15 games left. Milwaukee, the Knicks, Cleveland, Memphis. Phoenix, they're all upping their game. They're all getting geared up for the playoffs except you. That's it. Who is it? Who's going to be? Who's going to be? Because you're going to lose again. You're going to lose, and this time you'll lose in the conference finals, not the NBA finals. You'll lose in the conference finals unless you get somebody to get in these guys' face and say, hey, hey, guys, it's freaking April. Let's go. Let's go. Well, if you remember, if you remember, Chris, last year, at the beginning of the season, Udoka used to call out players, and everybody was like, oh, you know, what's he doing? But that yeah. was his way of motivating these guys to say, hey, you're going to be held accountable, and you're going to have to hold yourselves accountable if you want to do something here. And by January, that team bought in to his philosophy, how he spoke, how he talked, and the fact he was willing to call somebody out in a press conference, right? Oh, well, you know, Jalen's going to play better than what, it, you know, he, he made those types of comments and people went crazy when he made those comments. But guess what? It worked. They went to the finals, didn't they? Yeah. Missoula is, is, is on a real slippery slope here, Chris. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, and maybe it'll work. I, I, I don't know. But to the caller's point, a leader's got to stand up in that, that, for the, in that locker room, Chris. And, and, and I'm afraid it's not going to happen. Um, this is, so real quick, six game road trip coming up, starting with Atlanta tonight. Uh, what do you need to see out of them? How many wins do they need to get on this road five. trip? In order to... Five and five, five dominant wins. Lot. Five, yes, five. You need to go five and one, and you need to dominate teams, Chris, to say, "Hey, we've righted the ship. We've righted the ship. Calm down, everybody. We're the best team in the NBA. That's what we need to see out of this team in this trip." Sacramento's the one you think will be the issue. Yeah. Probably, yeah, probably. Because all those other teams, they should be going away. They, they should, they should beat them. They should. And listen, so. you brought up Phoenix. Now he rolled his ankle, Bryant. Uh, <laughs> in practice, in warmups, in warmups, he rolled his ankle. So you know what? So they may not even be an issue, depending on if he's even healthy. They may not even be an issue. So we'll see. Well, let's see what happens down the stretch. Uh, Heated Hotline was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. Hey, we come back. Buckle up. Catone's comments is next. Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast, what's your special sauce? Hey, for So, yesterday morning, I'm up, I had, I had an early meeting at work, I'm up, I'm, you know, leave my house, go down to the edge of my street, 
and I'm waiting. There's some traffic. I'm trying to make a turn. Right, I gotta wait. You know, to clear traffic. And there's a car behind me. And the lady's beeping me, going like this with her hands. She's got her hands up in the air. And I look in the rearview mirror. I said, "What the hell's going on over here?" I look. I turn to like, well, "Where? Where do you want me to go, lady? You want me to plow into a car? Really? What? What would you like me to do? Okay, honestly, these people are sick maniacs on the road." They don't pay attention to the road. They don't pay attention to the rules. They don't care. And listen, I've had this discussion with you before. Catone's rules of the road, we can review them. Oh, you know God. my pet peeve. We can review them. I've got the driving manual. I've got it all. I've got it all. However, this week, I heard a story that I really think you need to hear. And I'm not going to tell it. It's going to be a corso crisis, but I'm afraid to kick it to him because he's already a little excited, Joe. Joe, he got very excited in that last segment. What the but, hell story are you talking about? But I'm going to give you a shot to tell our viewers the story you told me this afternoon before, just before we came on. It's going to be a corso crisis. Oh, are you talking about the bicycle? You... The bicycle story. Yes, the bicycle the, the, story. That was for Joe. That was for off the air. You know that. That was <laughs> off the record. That was off the record. You want to know? You guys all want to know this story? Okay. So I'm going to try to make it as quick as I can. I'm driving home the other night. Okay, and I, you know, I live in kind of a rural area in Arizona, and um. So I, I'm going up this two-lane road to get to my gate area, my entrance to my neighborhood. And I'm about two to three cars behind, okay? It's slowed down. And there's about six cars in line. And it's usually not a street. There's traffic or anything. I look up ahead. Now, this is a road that a lot of bicycle riders, they, they, they ride all the time. And the road's really narrow. So these two guys are riding their bikes, okay? Like, uh, you know, they got and they got full gear on. All of it. They look like they're going to be in the Tour de France next week. Okay. They look the same uniforms, the bullet helmets, the stupid glass, everything from top to bottom, the ass, the ass pads, all of it. And so these two are riding side by side, which you're not supposed to do. I mean, they're riding right next to each other. So naturally that we're all, everybody's sitting waiting to go around them. Right. So I, I thought I would do a nice thing and be public service guy. I start to drive by him. I roll the window down. And I said to them, hey, you're not supposed to ride side by side. You're going to end up getting killed. People have gotten killed on this road. Bicycle drivers, by the way, mind you. Okay? This is what I hear back. F you. F me? What do you mean, F me? So I wasn't really in the mood that particular day. And so I get up to my entrance. I pull in. And I get out of the car. And now I'm waiting. So here they come, riding up the thing. I walk out into the street. And I said, did you just say F you to me? Did, did I hear that right? So he comes, one of them comes riding over to me. And he's like, yeah, you're swearing at me. I said, I told you. I said, I told you. You can't ride side by side. Or, or, or somebody's going to get, one of you is going to get killed on, the, on this road. I said, and you proceed to tell me to go F myself for saying something like that to you? And, he, and out comes the other one. He says, first thing he said, go back to Boston, he says to me. Now he's taking a shot at all of you out there, too. He's taking a shot at all the New England people. Well, well, hey, being the real deal New England field, I'm not going to take that crap. So I said, 
What do you mean go back to Boston? I said, I'm trying to help you out. I said, people get killed. Well, people get killed because of the way you drive. I said, then if people drive like crap, all the more reason you shouldn't be riding side by side, you moron. And, you know, and so he says, he said, yeah, you know what? Go back to Boston. You know, it's a nice night. You know, there's no cars on the road. That's 530. I said, it's 530. Everybody's coming home from work. What do you mean there's no cars on the road? You, you, you know? I said, and look at the two of you. You're wearing all your stuff, I said. You got all your stuff on like you're in the Tour de France. You look ridiculous, I said, the two of you. I said, go home. I said, I said, ride next behind each other and go home. He's like, yeah, yeah, go, you know, go back to Boston. And he called me another name. And I said, you know, it's been fine. I said, fine. So when your brains are splattered all over the street, all over the street, your family will know why, because you're two morons. And that's it. I went home. And I called Mark immediately. Is that the story you're talking about? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the story. However, however. I agree with Mark. They're idiots. I'm going to say that was the PG version of what he told these people. Because he, Mr. Corso, dropped a few F-bombs in as well as he was responding. He told me to go F myself. What? I deserve that. I'm trying to help him out. All they wanted to do was ride their bicycles on a nice night. Yeah. And they had to run into you, you maniac. Truth be told, they made me wait. That's what it was. <laughs> That's really what it was. Listen, I was trying I to help told him. you, Catone's driving school. I'll do bicycles, motorcycles, cars. I'll make a ton of money. Do you have, do you have a, uh, an anger management section to that book? Maybe you ought to send it to me. Yeah, yeah, because listen, my new thing, calm, no excitement. Very calm, I, Joe. I've is, been very calm today, Joe. Mark, this is the peak. This is the tip of the iceberg with these bicycle riders in the neighborhood. They'll ask my sons. They'll tell you, they'll go, my father hates that. They'll say, oh, yeah, he hates that. With those guys driving up and down with all that gear on, all that bullshit on, they think they're coming. I said, the two of you, I said, which one of you won the race anyway? Oh, it's the number on your chest. You know? <laughs> Enough. And we just lost that group. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. We know we lost those viewers, Joe. Those are gone. No, Schwinn. Schwinn. No Columbia or Schwinn bike uh, endorsements here, right? Do they nope. No, we just lost that sponsor. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Chris. We lost that sponsor. <laughs> well, Mark, thanks for letting me to let me chime in and get that off my chest today. I I, I was representing the real deal, New England feel. Go back to Boston. Okay, I'll get you some of you people out here. You come out and help me out with these bicycle riders, right? So uh, that, was good. that was good. That was good stuff. <laughs> Catone's comments was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com allow us to be your voice. Hey, we come back. We're going to go patch preview. We're going to talk defense, wins, championships, all that and more right after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso Ancatone, the real deal, New England feel. Hey, we've been breaking down the position groups leading up to free agency and uh, then, the, then the draft for the New England Patriots. Uh, did wide receiver, 
did offensive line. Now, defense wins championships. Pat's preview, Joe. Let's have it. By the way, the Bruins Bruins tied up the game. That wash gets me ready. I wish we were playing Sunday. Gets me ready. Let's go. Uh, by the way, the Bruins tied up the game with the Red Wings. They were down two, two nothing. They're in the uh, third period did. now. It's now two to two. Uh, by the time you're all watching this, uh, that game will have already passed. But hey, Pat's preview we're in the New England Patriots. So we went through the wide receiver groups, market free agency. We talked some of the trades with that one. Talked offensive line last week, and now this week, defense wins championships. I know we want to try to chronicle the linebackers and the defensive backs today, right? Because yes. these are two positions. Defensive line, I think. You know, I think we're in some good. Good shape. I think in the draft, we'll probably when we get to draft preview, we'll talk a lot about the defensive front. But yeah. kicking to that linebacker, especially the off-ball linebackers, Mark. Um, yeah, well, we need a lot of help. That's there, a huge Chris. need for them, no? Huge need. You because the two guys we had last year, Wilson and McMillan, I don't think either one of those guys are coming back. Yeah. So let's go through what we have. Okay. Yep. And right now, in our our linebacker room consists of this. Um, so you're talking about linebacker, Judon, Uche, Anthony Jennings, um, Juwan Bentley, my favorite player, um, Mac Wilson, unrestricted free agent, um, Tavi, and uh, Raekwon McMillan, who's also an unrestricted uh, free agent. So that's your that's your linebacker room right now. I mean, take away those two unrestricted, you know, Wilson and McMillan, we don't mm-hmm. know. So that's what we have. How are they building now for this? Should this be a free agency? Should this be where they go in free agency? Yes, because there are Chris. This is a this is a good free agent linebacker group, right? So we talk about the last two or three years of free agency and what what you know strong groups. This is a stronger group. This is a strong group. There are linebackers out there, Chris, and I know you're going to go through it. You got the kid Cunningham who was released from Tennessee. You have the yep. kid Edmonds from 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 uh, Buffalo. Right. You you have guys out there, Chris, that can come in, they're off the ball linebackers, they can fill what we need. And 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 I know that Belichick was loved the kid Cunningham from Tennessee coming out of the draft. And 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 you've been all over this kid from Buffalo all year long. You kept saying that that's what we need. We need a guy like him, a guy like him. Well, here we go. He's a free agent. We got the money to go get him. If we're gonna overpay, overpay, but go get him. Yeah, I mean, it's some of the guys when you know we go through some of the tiers of of who's who's available with linebacker out there. And by the way, this Quan Alexander, there's been talk about him um, for the Jets. He's you know he's he's a veteran. He's been around a while, but a lot of talk about him possibly getting freed up and becoming available. Um, and he had a pretty good year last year too. Um, that's maybe a little bit off the list of what you would see for off ball. When I say off ball linebackers, what I mean are middle linebackers, basically. You know, guys that they, they play in the center of the field, get sideline to sideline, get in coverage a little bit. Guys like guys that can get sideline to sideline like Bentley. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, he, my Joe, he's going to just get put in a little, little needle. He's just going to keep needle and needle. He's probably going to send me a friggin' Tour de France shirt. <laughs> that would be great. And you will put it on next week, I guarantee Yes, you put it on proudly, next week. I'll proudly wear it. So that so that some of the top guys, the top tier guys for off ball linebackers, you're talking about Mark mentioned Edmonds. Levante David is another guy um for the Bucks last season, three sacks, 124 tackles. Um, 
now, you know, he's up there a little bit in age, but he's a guy that's available. Tremaine Edwards. So and TJ Edwards is another guy, but that he's more of an outside. So looking at those two guys right now, and I throw Zach Cunningham on the mix on the, on the, on the top of that pile from Tennessee that they released him because Belichick really loved that player. If you remember, he did out of those three guys, Mark, Chris, I think he's got a couple of good years left in him Cunningham too. I do too. And so out of those three guys and Tremaine Edmonds, you know, he had one sack, one pick, 102 tackles. Um, he's, he's a tackling machine though, that dude for the for Buffalo. So out of these guys, they'll come in the most amount of money. What do you think? I want Edmonds. I know what I like, but yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Chris. I want Edmonds. Go get him. Spend the money. Go get him. Like you said, he's a tackling machine. He is what you're missing in that group. We don't have a tackling machine in that group, Chris. And that's what you need, right? That's what you need. And if you're not going to get him, then go get Cunningham. Cunningham would be my second choice if you can't get Edmonds. Those are the, one of those two guys I want in free agency. But really, Chris, you got the money. Spend it. Go get Edmonds. Forget playing around with, with all these second and tier, tier guys, second and third tier guys at linebacker. Go get the best of the class. Come on. Yeah. You need it. Bovante David, are you worried about his age? A little bit, but if you could get him on like a two-year deal, three-year, even a three-year deal, but you front load the money so you can get out of the back end of the deal if he starts to slow up towards the end of the contract, you can release him. Yeah. But but I would I still think he's an upgrade, Chris, if you brought him in year one. Well, he's I mean you're an upgrade. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, we're talking upgrade from Juwan Bentley right now and Tavi. I mean, look. He's still one of the most. Listen, I heard they may trade for Elger and Roberts. <laughs> the the mock is going to be a red in the face. <laughs> I'd pay quarterback money to see uh, Mark get out there and play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just as long as the ambulance is standing by, you know, pretty close <laughs> yeah, by. We'll be, but, we'll be good. but, Chris, but, uh, you, I but, know you want Edmonds, right? I like Edmonds, too, just because he's a little younger, and I think he played um, – I think he showcased a lot over there. I mean, Tampa, the competition was much better that Edmonds played against that I saw. Um, and so I think he's a guy, he, look, he's flashing for you. He can get coverage too if he needs to. He's good at getting in the throwing lanes, which is what you need to do when you're covering these tight ends, okay, which we, you know, how how to cover Kelsey that, you know, memo to the Bengals and the Eagles, you know. Um so, yeah, no, we need a guy like that. I'll take David. Uh, if not, you know, rather than take nobody, yeah, I'll take David. And, so, and, and, and look, uh, Devin Bush, too, is going to be out there also. He's another guy you can think about. Not as high up on him as the other two. Um, and then some of the other guys, Van Der Esch. You know, he's now a, a lower-tiered free agent. Uh, he, he had 90 he, tackles. He was younger, tackle. Chris. He was a tackling machine when he was younger. He was. Sideline to sideline, but he's been injured a lot. Yeah, that's the deal with him. But he's a guy, you know. There you go, former Pro Bowler, guy that's been injured. It doesn't sound like a typical Belichick move, doesn't it? Go, yeah. Here we go. But they got to improve, so they're going to have to get one of these guys. I don't see a trade happening um, with with the linebacker like that. It's going to have to be free agency, and you're going to do something in the draft. That's fine. But the linebacker group in the draft, the you know that off ball linebacker, there's a lot more edge stuff. There's a lot more edge guys in this draft coming up than there are those center in, and inside Chris, guys. And what about, so internally, you didn't mention the kid from Oklahoma that didn't play last year. Um, well, I think he could play D end off ball linebacker. Who, what, um, what's his name? It's, it's, uh, I'm, Perkins, Perkins, Perkins is still on the roster. Don't forget. Uh, now. I don't know he, what he'll he give is. you, but he's on the roster, Chris. Um, 
I think Perkins is done. He's a bust. I, I think he's done. I think he's a bust. Wasn't he I, a I don't third think round pick? Was he, a, was he a third round pick? Third round another pick. Wasted, another wasted. I may have been a second. No, I think he was a third round pick. No, I think he was a third round pick. But Chris, teams hit on third round picks all the time, not us. Well, you and I not hit us. on third round picks. You and I do. Of course we do. Not and the, Patri- about- the Patriots don't. No. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something about Edmonds, Chris. You brought up, you know, he had, didn't have a lot of sacks, but that's because of the way Buffalo used him, Chris. If you use him correctly, he has the speed. He could get to the quarterback if you put him in certain situations. If he came and played with us in our system, I think you'd see him get four or five sacks the way Belichick uses that position, Chris. Because of his speed, Belichick would use him a little bit more like he used Dante Hightower, I think, where once in a while you'd see Hightower come on the blitz, right? He would disguise it. He would do more like a Hightower, I think, than, than, you know, uh, Mayo. But if Edmonds came, that would be the role he would fit, Chris, is that Hightower role. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they need an athlete. They need athletic linebackers there, get sideline to sidelines, deal with some of the crossers, deal with some of the coverage, cover tight ends, you know, and 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 that's yeah. they need they need an upgrade there. And so those, so look for some of those names coming out. Joe, I know we were gonna go to break, but let's just continue on. Uh let's get that commercial. Are you okay with that, Joe? Can we do that or is that yeah? We can do whatever you like, buddy. <laughs> well, in the interest of time, let's just skip through to the uh the defensive backs. And before we want to talk about the defensive backfield, but before we do that. We obviously have to uh, tip our hats. Uh, a Patriot great, probably one of the last, you know what, the last one of the last guys of that run. Um, the link. He's Devin, the last link. The last link. Yeah, Slater's still there, but, you know, Devin McCourty retired yesterday after 13 seasons um, with the Patriots. And uh, some of the re- some of the quick numbers, it was a nice little, his brother was on, uh, had him on his podcast. That's how he announced it. And, you know, he seemed, wasn't overly emotional. He seemed pretty good with the decision and, 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 you know, 13 seasons, it's a long time to play in that spot. Um, but you know, 971 tackles, uh, three sacks, 35 interceptions over his career for safety. That's good. Um, you know, for 580 yards, two touchdowns brought back and, um, God, he brought us a lot of, uh, so much stability in that defense, Mark. What can you say about McCordy? He did, Chris, and, 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 and for as much as you and I gave him some flack the last couple of years because he lost a step and he was always a little slow getting to where you thought he should be, but, yeah, yeah he brought a lot of stability in that center field. Listen, the role he played, Chris, is an important role in a Belichick defense, right? And oh, for yeah. the last seven, eight years, Belichick did not have to worry about that position. He was a leader out there. He knew where everybody was supposed to be in that secondary. He would line them up. He would organize them. You also lose that piece with him. Um, he was like having a coach on the field, right? Especially yeah. the last several years. Um, so he's going to be a loss. Great Patriot. Spent his entire career with us. Retired a Patriot. I repeat, retired a Patriot. You That's know right. what I'm getting at. I do. But I'm not going to mention it. You know what I'm getting at. It's I'm glad to see he. Re- I'm glad to see he retired a Patriot. Um, and and like you said, Chris, he's the last link to that great era. That, that run that we had for 20, you know, the last 10 years yeah. with him and before that, you know. Yeah, it's sad to see him go. And what people don't understand about what he did out there is he was the general. I mean, he he understood concepts. He understood route combinations. He understood offensive schemes. He put his guys in good, good positions to win. Um, he gave up a lot of plays for himself to play that center field type. They play a lot more cover three than 
than most teams um, do and 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 most think that they do so you're in, in a lot of cover one so it's requiring that deep 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 safety and a lot of times you're not making huge huge plays but it's that safety net that he always provided and you know so it leaves a huge void but from you know obviously from us Corso and Gatone we we appreciate everything that guy's brought to the table I echo what Mark said and uh we're gonna miss him it's a sad day you know we're gonna miss him but congratulations to his family his career and Mark the void that leaves now in in the safety room we, we already needed some safety help yeah because he was getting up there in age that. and so on and and so that's now looking point. at that looking at that room and let's talk about the defensive backs now uh, because again, this is one of those things where I think the only person that you could really look at in trade is Ramsey at the corner position that they're going to shop around. I don't know if there's anybody else out there that I would say, let's go trade for. But I think free agency wise, there are some names that we need to talk about. Well, let's talk safety because with the time we have left. Okay. Um, so in their, in, the, in their room now, McCordy's gone now, but they have Duggar, Phillips, Bledsoe. Cody Davis is an unrestricted free agent. Jabril Peppers is an unrestricted free agent, and then uh, Schuler. okay? So, really, the guys we're talking about are Duggar, Phillips, Bledsoe, Peppers. You know, those are the guys. That's it. And that's if and, Peppers comes back. And that's if Peppers comes back, if they re-sign him. So, they got a, they got a huge problem now, don't they? Yeah, they, they do. They got a problem. And, and, and just because, like you said, Chris, because of the, the type of defense they played, he was that deep center fielder, but also because he was a leader on the field and, call, and, and got guys in position where they should be. Your safety room, which the last couple of years has been a strength of the defense, Chris, Yeah. all of a sudden now you got holes to fill. you got holes to fill. And, and listen, this is another area. It's a strong free agent group, Chris, and this is where yeah. you're going to spend some money. And so some of the names out there right now, uh, that we're looking at on the list are going to be, you know, top tiered guys are going to be Gardner Johnson for the Eagles, Jesse Bates, Poyer for the Bills. I would put those three guys in the first tier. Then you're looking at Cameron Sutton for the Steelers, Von Bell for the Bengals, um, Peters as a corner. So it's between Bell, Sutton in the second tier, and then like I said, for those, so for that first tier of of Gardner Johnson, Bates, Poyer, I think you and I are on the same page, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We want, we want, we want Jesse Bates, who's a true center fielder um, from Cincinnati, and and can do a lot of what you just described, Chris. That of uh, what McCordy did because of the type of defense that um, New England runs, and and I'll let you talk a little bit more about that. But you and I both want Bates. Well, yeah, I mean, and he and and, and he balled out last season, played under the franchise tag, so he's going to go on to get paid. He wants to get yeah. paid now, and and you know, and he deserves it. And he's, you know, he's a veteran guy. He's been around. He's not, um, he, you know, he, he's been around for a long time. He understands the concepts of the game. He's last year had four picks, eight pass defended, 71 tackles. But beyond the numbers, as you say, out of this group of Poyer, uh, Gardner, and, and Bates, this is the center field. This guy I wanted years ago uh, to them to draft when, when he came out. Um, because, yeah, with New England, New England runs a lot of the sky stuff. You know, they always a lot of the stuff they do kind of looks like they're in cover too, unless they come into a blitz blitz look man to man, and then they drop into different types of coverages. But they always run like it looks like a lot of cover two, but then they shift it. They shift the cover two, they drop a safety down to underneath, and they pull the corners back, and now you become cover three where there's three defensive backs across. And so that deep safety is important. But more important than that is when they were on cover one, when they were on man to man, and they have a deep 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 safety. What, what Cordy was doing. Bates can give you sideline to sideline. He can get to his landing spots really, really well. 
you know. So that's a guy I would say that's number one. Go get that guy. And, Bel- and, and, and Belichick loves that guy, Mark. You know? Yeah, he does love him. And he's a Belichick guy. Belichick has always spoken very highly of him. And, Chris, if we can't get him, I know he's not an exact fit, but you still can't go wrong with Poyer either. No, I like Poyer too. He's, just, he's, a, he's a guy that wants to come forward a little more. Yeah. He'll hit you a little bit more. But he understands. He's a smart player too. Um, and so those are the two guys, if I'm looking at safety, that I you have to bring in. It's got to exactly. now that has to jump to the number one need for on free agency other than offensive tackle, right? To me, yeah. I no, so, I, I totally agree. I agree. And and real quick, Mark, in the corner room, um, you know, you got Jonathan Jones, who's an unrestricted unrestricted free agent, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, Juwan Williams, unrestricted free agent, <laughs> Sean Wade, Miles Bryant is restricted, and uh Jalen Mills, who they say Mills can maybe kick over to safety. So do you trade for Ramsey or do you, you know, do you look at maybe a corner picking up a corner like, uh, and, and what do you do with Jonathan Jones? You bring him back. I think you try to bring Jonathan Jones back, Chris, because then you could get, uh, uh, you know, one of these other maybe second or third, third tier corners for depth that can help you. If you can bring Jones back, because let's face it, Chris, you need a boundary corner because yeah, Jonathan Jones played both last year. Right. And, and, and therefore he's going to demand money. But he's really yeah. his strength is in the inside, Chris. You know, yes. and a guy that's a Belichick type of a player, and I don't know what he'll ask for money wise, is the kid from Philly, Bradbury. Yeah. Is 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 he's a type of James Bradbury's a type of corner that Belichick likes. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I, I know what happened in the Super Bowl, but yeah, no, he's 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 probably the number one to me. And then, yeah. you know, then you can go to some different guys of uh Marcus Peters is gonna be out there. Um, I don't know if he's got anything left in the tank. Cameron Sutton for the Steelers is another guy you can look at. I would kick the tires on Peters, I think. Yeah, and I like Sutton too. But you're gonna need something. You need something there. I, I, you know, so if you bring back Jones, then I guess that's what you do. But I'd rather see them, you know, go out and get a boundary corner like that. So we'll see what happens. But free agency is what we think we should do in um, in the defensive backfield. And hey, listen, with a couple minutes we have left. well, Pat's preview was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? But, Mark, with a few minutes that we have left, Selection Sunday's tomorrow, right? For the March, uh, Absolutely. For college, uh, Selection basketball. Sunday's tomorrow. March, March Madness coming up. Brother. Mark, what preview that? Tell us what we have. We're lucky to have our resident expert. Honestly, he is. You know, what he's forgotten so, about basketball, I've yet to learn. Go ahead. So, college basketball, Chris, has been an interesting year because the so called Blue Bloods. Teams like, the, you know, the North Carolinas and the Michigans and, and the Kentuckys, they've had down years. I mean, Kentucky's going to get into the tournament, but they're not they're not a threat to win anything. North Carolina's not even going to make it. Michigan's not going to make it, okay? So, so this is the year where you could see one of those teams that's not a blue blood, that's not one of those typical teams, win the whole thing. I believe your four number one seeds will be Kansas, UCLA, Alabama, and Houston, and, and, and they're going to be your number one seeds, right? And and so chances are a couple of those teams will make it to the final four. A team that's coming on that nobody's talking about, and I know they're a blue blood, but they're coming on late and they're coming on strong is Duke. And Duke is a team, watch them in the tournament, Chris. They're young, they're not experienced, but they're coming on and they're going to they're, they're, they're be tough. And, of course, locally, Providence will be in the tournament. I mean, they're not as good as they were last year. They've been they've been limping to the finish line. They're going to get in, though. And who knows? Once you get in, you're in, right? Anything can happen once you get in. And I will say this. Anybody who's a bas- college basketball fan, if you live in this part of the country, 
if you've never been to Madison Square Garden for the Big East tournament, mm -hmm. it's something you have to see and go to. It's the Mecca, as they call it. It's it's you know the greatest you know the greatest uh, arena in America. You need to go to see a Big East championship on a Saturday night at the Garden. There's nothing like the atmosphere. I've been to two. I've seen Providence play Creighton. We we won. I saw them lose in double in overtime to Villanova. It's nothing like a Saturday night at the Garden. Trust me. When it's Big East championship, your team's playing. The place is absolutely bananas. Bananas. Didn't you storm the court? Madness, huh? Didn't you storm the court? When they beat Creighton, I might have. That was back in like 2014. <laughs> I might have. That was Bryce Cotton's. That was um no, that wasn't. Yeah, that was Cotton's team. Um, anyways, so much madness, Chris. Next week we'll give you our selections who we think is really gonna win this thing because they do. Even though a couple of games will be played when this airs, a couple of rounds, we'll still talk about it. But Duke is a is a team nobody's talking about, Chris. They're gonna be they're gonna be tough to beat. Believe me. Purdue, anything with them? Purdue, do I think is over is a little. They'll they'll advance, but I don't think they can win it, Chris. I don't think they're athletic enough to win it. I really don't. The best defensive team in the country is Houston. They're going to be a number one seed. They play defense. They play lockdown defense like you can't imagine. They're going to be really tough to beat, and and so Houston will be tough too. And you know maybe maybe uh, Joe Mazzulo should watch Houston play defense. Maybe he can learn something. Well, you know what? While I'm filling out my bracket, I'm like the kid in the classroom that's looking over here. Marks, jeez. <laughs> Cheating to looking at his, you know. So we'll fill out our brackets. We'll let you know what they are. Mark, good stuff. We look forward to hearing a lot more about this as the weeks come. And uh, so, of course, what Katone was presented by Special Sauce Podcast, specialsaucepodcast.com. Hey, listen, get on this week. All our shows are up for you to watch, listen to, subscribe. Make sure you give us that thumbs up. Come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to talk free agent frenzy. It's going to be much of the show. Bruins, Celtics. And your heated hotline calls. Anything you bring to the table, we will be ready. We are Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday. Bye, Corso and Catone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corso and Catone, and catch the chaos at 7 p.m. on.